Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. What is this week's episode? What's the name of it? Return to Grace. Return to Return of the Grace. Episode 283. Holy That's insane. Episode 283. So I was listening to a podcast where they said if you mention the number of episodes before you start, people go, wow, that's some serious shit. So yeah, episode 283 of Dork Trek. Hello and welcome. Hello. I, I thought you were saying it was the number 283rd episode of Deep Space Nine. And no, I, was that, like, I didn't even know they made that many. That would be double the Deep Space Nine. JD, do you want to tell maybe a first time listener what we do here on Dork Trek? Uh, so we watch and review, I'll put that in quotes, every episode <laughs> of Star Trek. Uh, we're on the, was it fourth season of DS9 now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you go back, you can listen to, we review all of TNG, all the TNG movies, the first three episodes, seasons of, uh, of Deep Space Nine. Eventually, our children are probably going to have to do this podcast because yes. we're all going to be dead if they just keep making more Star Trek stuff, which would be cool. Um, yeah. my we kids will have are, to pass the torch at some point. My kids are kind of into Trek, I guess. I don't know. It could be Dork Trek the Next Generation. Yeah. Oh, whoa, Ben. <laughs> I was thinking what that could be when we go back and review all the episodes again. That could be Dork Trek the Next Generation. Okay. Or when we review ourselves reviewing the episodes. Yeah. That would be like us watching videos of ourselves having sex and critiquing it. Be like, you know what? You really could work on your form here, Ben. Well, I mean, does, doesn't... Any... Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I do that. I, don't, I thought that was just a standard thing. Standard modus operandi? Yeah. All right, so what's this episode called? Return to Grace? Yep. All right. There have been a few. Uh, I used to watch, uh, what was the, uh, what was her name? Uh, Grace. Uh, Grace Jones. No, Ray, uh, Grace Butler Slick. Kind of show. Uh, Will and Grace. No. There's a lot of Grace shows, which, you know, is just triggering as fuck because my mother's name is Grace. And it's just. I didn't know your mother's name was Grace. Huh. Mm hmm. Well, no, actually, she's she's Gracie because she was named after uh, uh, Gracie Allen. Okay, now is your mother still alive? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that either. Okay, uh, see again. I've we've been doing this podcast now. We're coming up on what seven years? Seven, seven years. years. And I did not know that your mother was still alive. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right. This is is three, this a- uh, three days off work? Just wow. waiting to happen. <laughs> All right. And we changed the subject. Ooh, I know, right? JD did it. I was doing it without, the, without pulling the collar. Ooh. Ooh. No, so I got my uh, Agent Cooper pajamas this week. I know. You look very nice. Nice. Did you get your coffee there? I don't. That, you, you very much look like um, Felix Unger, and I dig it. Like you got the Felix Unger jammies on. I like the Felix Unger jammies too, but I feel in the summertime they get too hot. Well, I keep my apartment at 68 degrees. Ooh, are we floor playing? We're playing Star Trek at your apartment then, right? Yes, we are. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, he actually beanie. has a table. I'll bring a beanie. Jenny, you don't have a table? No, I don't have a table. What kind of jib joint, sawdust joint are you living in? <laughs> that filthy one. No, nice. All right. <laughs> cool. Can't argue with that. I no, I've, I've gone out and 
I bought all new furniture just uh, for uh, you guys to come over. Yeah, it was fun. I got a, a message on uh, Twitter. I guess somebody was listening to back episodes and they were like, oh my God, Ben and Jenny broke up. I said, yeah, you know, I don't know, I guess. And he was like, oh man, it's the end of an era. He was very, he was very distraught about the Aww. end of your relationship, which I thought was cute. Oh, but yeah, I thought it was kind. It was, it was definitely silly because it was, it was just out of the blue. Like I got a tweet on like a Thursday, like last Thursday about it. Like, Oh my God, I was like, this is so odd. But yeah. I don't think, did we ever officially say anything on, uh, I don't think so. You just kind of gradually moved to your apartment. I think <laughs> you, you guys said something. Did you guys say something about? Because Jenny was talking about going on like, uh, like the dating apps and stuff. So I mean, uh, yeah, but I, I think it was just implied. Yeah, it wasn't actually because we could have just had like a weird open relationship where yeah. you know she goes on dating apps and and I sit in the corner and watch and cry. like like Worf, a Troy, and. Riker at the end of TNG in that final season. Yeah, See, I think what people don't understand is that it wasn't just those three. Barkley was still involved with that, Barclay. and on the holodeck, he was hooking up with all three. Oh, of course. So he was running the camera. I bet they still cuckolded him though on the holodeck. <laughs> Shut up, Barkley! I'm gonna bang these ladies, and you gotta watch. <laughs> okay. He's just sitting in the corner, beating off, and crying. Tears make the best lube. That's what I hear. So sad. So yeah. So this is um this is kind of a one shot one kill kind of a there's no B story here. Uh no, I, I think Zial is kind of the B story. Yeah, but the B the story is he didn't kill. The, yeah, and I love how I love how uh, Gold Ducat feels like he deserves like a Father of the Year medal because he didn't murder his child on sight. Like for Cardassian, over that's kind of true. Over <laughs> I mean, dinner, he's just like you know. I'm kind of glad I didn't kill her. You know what? It would have been a real bummer if I would have murdered her for just for merely existing. It would have been bummer if I would have murdered my daughter. That was completely my fault because I had sex with some lady out of wedlock and got caught. You know, it's really nice of me. Oh, hey, uh, just uh, something completely back out of place to the beginning of this. But I just realized um, looking at the stats for this episode. This is the 400th uh, hour of Star Trek released. Dang. Of all. Wow. So it's the 84th uh, episode produced of DS9. It's the 84th released of DS9. And it's the 400th in all Star Trek released. 400 hours of Trek up to this point? Because, well, I think that's taking in consideration the original series, the original series movies to this point, and DS9. Mm. Wow. Okay. So you've had 400, uh, well, 400 things of Star Trek released at this point. So this is the 400th. This is, so this is the 400th release. Yes, of something that, Star Trek. Okay, that makes more sense because 400 hours seemed odd to me. But like, okay, the 400. So even more than 400 hours because the movies were 90 minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and then you've got the 20-minute episodes of the animated series. Which, uh, do yourself a favor. Watch the animated series. It's Absolutely. So, it's so good. Mm-hmm. We are, after we do original series, we're going in right into animated series, right? Oh, yes. Very much so. Okay. And then, when are we watching original series? Is that like after Voyager? That would be after Enterprise. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's gonna we, started with T- we started with TNG. We just went forward from TNG, and then we're going to go back. Although, if you wanted, no, you would still need to watch Toss after Enterprise, because that way, when you come out of Enterprise, 
continuity wise mm-hmm. you want to go right into discovery and then into t- uh, in the original series okay oh my god i'm looking forward to discovery yeah and well back. the patreons have already had a taste of discovery they have and i tell stephanie every sunday i'm like a couple couple months just counting down mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna actually have to restart the uh subscription i know i can't wait i I used to love sundays at 8 30 when i could watch disco i thought it was a really well-written show i enjoyed it and jean-luc picard's gonna be on it i guess Uh, that's just a a verbal agreement nothing confirmed but is he gonna be jean-luc picard or is he just gonna be like cream of some young guy or something like (laughs) we don't know all right you you do know that star trek loves to reuse actors they do they do and I don't cool. think they can get away with recycling him, though, and just trying to play it oh, off. I am a random alien guy. No, that would be the thing. Not Patrick Stewart. <laughs> I, do you remember when Fleetwood Mac was, uh, when they guest starred on TNG? <laughs> no. Because they did. Really? Uh, it, was on, it was on the Loaxana Troy episode. They were the fish people that beamed up and were in hibernation. And then I remember us talking about this now, yeah. And then when she went to beam out, she's like, oh, well, they've got bombs. And then just, you know, leaves. And it's like, and what? It's, and it's Fleetwood. I'll have to go back and look at that because I hate me some Fleetwood Mac. Whatever yeah. that episode I rated, I got to lower it because I don't like them at all. <laughs> You're going to no, go but, back but, and retroactively. Uh, that was the retroactively thing, though, lower my score. Redcon, is Redcon. They were in complete, just the whole rubber mask. You can't even tell who they are. They never speak. And they were in hibernation the majority of the time. I remember that then. Okay. All right. All right. So that's what they could do with Patrick Stewart. Okay. To just truly piss off the uh, hardcore fans where it's like, oh, Patrick Stewart appears. And then after the episode, did you see him? He, he was right he, there the whole time. He was, he was the gelatinous glob over on, you know. He was a hot, heavy rat. What? <laughs> How did you miss and that? And then it cuts, you know, it does like Dora the Explorer and just cuts around. Do you see a hot heavy <laughs> behind the door? There, there. But that just tells me that they're going to mess with time. Mm, that if was they, kind of the thing that Fuller wanted from the beginning is each season to be a different kind of thing. But yeah, but you know what? At the same time, do your own thing, bro. Could he be uh, an ancestor? Because remember, Picard said that his family has been, you know, in Starfleet and in the military and explorers for generations. I'd be cool with that. So it would be one of those things where he's he's uh, his grandfather or something. I am my own grandfather, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Many years ago, friend, I had sex with a woman, and I am my own grandfather. (laughs) Dig that, man! Isn't that cool, buddy? I totally got up in it. <laughs> it was either that or uh, Q is fucking with him. Yeah, maybe. And then he's like, "Oh, I'll show you the birth of the Federation." And then he's like flashing around, and we we catch our we're the B story of a TNG episode that never I'd, was. I'd be down with that because we always used to complain that sometimes the the B story that we never see on screen is always better. Yep, mm-hmm. Something's happening with the Romulans. What the hell? You know what though? That's really interesting. But we got to take this fucking. Yep. Sh- cargo bay full of space boogers over to the medical facility to get it examined because uh these boogers they might be kind of uh kind of poisonous which i think is kind of what's great about this episode of ds9 because you get both of those things in one yeah like he's gotta take kira to go someplace and like oh i gotta just 
Let's just take a ride on this freighter or whatever. I, yeah. He's doing enterprise duty. Yeah, I gotta I gotta admit, Jenny, I felt the same way. I was like, oh god, this episode's gonna be a huge stinger. Like this one's gonna suck. Yeah. Oh, there's a conference. Oh, that's gonna be fun. Yeah, I was like, no, they're either gonna get invaded by like some kind of energy beam or who knows? I mean, this they're gonna start making out. You this, just never know. No, that would never happen. No, no, no. no. She's never gonna make out with Gold Ducat. As much as Gold Ducat wants to make to make out with Kira Norris, that will never, ever. It ever it happened up here in my my mm. head cannon. It disgusts me on so many levels that yeah. he, he can ever get with her because like, and he's so. How do I put this mildly? He's so like rapey around her. Like he's yes. just very like overly sexual. Like every word is just oozing of like weird sexual innuendo mm-hmm. and he's pushing like this sexual tension that she wants nothing to do with mm-hmm. like in his head he's bruce willis on moonlighting but like she's just shutting it down at the drop like nah son it ain't like that like nah you gross i hate your face you look like a snake well, you know? not, I mean, well not only that but he's a nazi snake yeah yeah I mean, that, that's basically like uh what is it if you watch schindler's list back in the day and uh, the, the fat Nazi that sat on his balcony taking, you know, rifle shots at, at Jews in the concentration camp, you know, down below. That's him. No, he, I don't Nazi. Mean, Gold Ducat's much worse than that. I mean, he's the guy. Well, yeah, he's Goering. He's, yeah, he's, he's funny shit. Yeah. yeah. He, was, he was in charge of the occupation. Yeah, so he's a terrible human being or a yeah, terrible Cardassian. Well, actually, he's a pretty good Cardassian. I guess. I mean, you know, but by <laughs> but he, can't be, he can't be that great because he keeps getting busted and demoted, but this time his demotion is strictly because he couldn't keep his dick in his pants, which is nice to see, I guess, that uh, he gets kind of ostracized because the uh, guy who can't keep their dick in their pants now is president of the United States of America. And he's and he's going to be stacking the fucking Supreme Court, which just makes me want to vomit. It may no, also be on. a Cardassian. Hold on, though. I, I just, in all fairness, I think uh, the same rules should apply to him that apply to Obama. Yes. And, th- and this late in his administration, he should <laughs> not be allowed to, uh, to, to put a nominee up. I agree. I just, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's too soon to him leaving the White House. And because uh, how, how long does he have left? Um, when's the midterm? Yeah, they're not counting that. I saw, yeah, that's like two, the midterm is like 186 days away or something. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you're going to have a completely different Congress in place after that. I hope He's so. going to get impeached. So it's it's like, why bother? Why put us through it yeah, all? Just just, uh, just wait till 2020. Hopefully. That'd be awesome. Some 20-year-old from, from Brooklyn who's a democratic socialist will win. I mean, well, I have been watching a lot of law and order. So, I mean, I could volunteer if they want me to. Dung, dung. <laughs> there when, you go. When's the dung dung sound happen? <laughs> that's not a real thing. They put that. No, that, that happens in court. I hear it all the time. Like when it starts, like that's the official that I know I got to zip up my robe and get my shit straight. Exactly. I just want you to try to explain that Jenny to, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Mm-hmm. Sitting there next to her, and you just lean in, and she's like, "When does the dun dun start?" <laughs> Has anybody seen my hammer? <laughs> Who gets that? No, wait. Now, does just <laughs> Roberts? Is he just the only one that? Uh, or can I get one? Where's my hammer, man? This is some sexist bullshit. I hollowed this thing out. I, I just noticed cold. none of the women on this court have their own hammer. 
fuck this. And he's like, you Bunch of go cunts. to my oar. Dogs <laughs> like start a riot. Yeah. This would be, yeah. Notorious RPG. I mean, yeah. this is. I don't know. She might be down to start some shit with me. I think she would. Yeah. And she's about your size. So. <laughs> Yeah, but I heard she's. I heard she had nothing against Jenny. I don't really know if you can scrap in the streets, but I heard that. I mean, I saw a picture of her planking. She's like ninety years old, and she's she's still planking and all that. Cause she's she's got to live forever now. I heard she mm-hmm. stabbed a communist. You know, back in during the occupation, it'd be awesome. But this is when, this is when we need her more than ever. So. But anywho, not to get political because I forgot to bring any cages for the kids. So <laughs> let's get off the politics. Don't lie, you know you got cages for them things. Yeah, just well, we were trying to get more Trump viewers, so I figured we could. <laughs> Damn right, make space great again. <laughs> massa, massa, bro. Well, wait. <laughs> I, I've, I've just left my comfort zone, uh, taking the glasses off so I can't see this or be held responsible for anything that's happening. Number one, those are not even the right letters. <laughs> man, but that's what I'm saying, man. We're dumb. Number two, you didn't use, uh, you didn't use an accent, so it's not Exactly. Okay. So it's just like I'm, I'm out. Make space great again. It's too late. Too late. Make America space again. <laughs> this country's this country and my bedroom's not gonna be safe. Make somebody Alex Hillary make space America great. Something like that, man. Whatever, man. I'm a dumb fucking redneck. It, that's not even true. They're not even dumb rednecks. You're just it just seems like white people in general, but that's neither here nor there. Let's just move on. Let's just move on. Time was a Cardassian <laughs> person could just jump up and, and hook up with a Bajoran. Everybody <laughs> thought it was fine, except for the Cardassian's mother who disowned him and said, get out of my house. Well, he had six kids, so I would hate to see his space alimony check. Like, that thing's got to be huge. <laughs> oh his, his, his space child support payment is the same as the gross national product of a small <laughs> country in Siberia. It's got to be gigantic because I want to say before he had six children. That was the number he had. Six or seven, I can't recall. It was, it was a lot. So he's got, he was a good Catholic mm-hmm. with a lot of kids. Oh, yeah. And so his sperm is sacred. He's probably living on that ship that he's working at now. Cause I mean, we ain't, he can't afford an apartment. No, that, that's the real reason. It's not that she's not welcome on Cardassia. It's like, no, this is all we can afford, but daddy doesn't want to, you know, demean himself. Yeah. What are you looking at, Ben? Uh, you guys continue on. I'll be right back. I just have to put out a small fire. Okay. Like, like a real fire. I could never tell if he's joking or not. I don't know what's happening. I'll just edit all this out because now I'm I, now I don't know if he's in danger or I want to listen to see if I can hear what's happening. Is everything okay? Oh, he muted his microphone. Uh oh. Yeah, everything every, everything is oh. fine. Uh, do you have a do you have a friend over, Benjamin? No, it's just um, there was a thing happening over there well what kind of thing happened you're so mysterious 
<laughs> what the hell is going on? I don't know. It, there, there was something over there that was very distracting that I had to make not be distracting. So now it's okay. over, now it's over here, and I've got it under control. All right, every, every, everything's fine. All right, how, how are you? <laughs> we, we, uh, we, we've had a reactor leak. I'm very confused. All right. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So anyway, um, so yeah, so he's basically living on this freighter like Captain Ron yeah. and he's got his, his bastard child with him. Yep. And I guess he's got to take Kira Reese to some outpost so she can share some intelligence with the Cardassians, which has to be a shit gig for her because she hates those motherfuckers so, so much. There's like 15 delegates from Bajor that she's going to be, you know, I guess leading the uh, the conferencing as they share intelligence against the Klingons. And then Worf, of course, is like, hey, just, you know, we, there's some data that we would rather you not share with the Cardassians. That Heads up, don't tell them about any of this stuff. Yeah. Like, don't tell them about the shields and the phasers and the weapons and the stuff. You know, just, you know, it'd probably be best if you just don't go, because yeah. just going gonna... to. And yeah, grandma's uh, banana pudding recipe, really don't want that shared with the Cardassians. Yeah. Um, not, not, not having. You know don't what? tell them anything ever. Um, Preacher season three has started. We really don't need you to let them know that. We would like it to go at least three more episodes so that they will miss it on the pay-per-view. And then they'll always miss that first episode and just be really cranky. So just, yeah. You know what? You should just stay here, I think. Just Yeah. yeah. Well, go ahead and finish your shots because you got 12 more to go. Just go ahead and finish getting the shots. And, uh, um, because uh, th- that last one is, is a very special one uh, that uh, Dr. Uh, Brashear there got for you. He's your friend, I guess. So do that, whatever. And we but, have yeah, just we actually um, we're going to send Odo to the conference. <laughs> Odo is going to go as you, though. Yeah, yeah no one, been, no one will know the nose. He's he's worked on the nose. We we think he's got it. What we figured out, we actually did like a scan of you and then made like a fiberglass mold. And then we figured out that's how he can actually improve how he looks like you. We just pour him into that. And then when he forms up, he looks just like you. The hair's a little off, but who Why knows? Why does that sound disgusting? Like that sounds, that just sounds awful. Him just turning into things is fine. No, no, but well, it's, it's okay because we, we spray the inside of it with Pam. slides right out yeah we noticed that we were getting some um how do you say residue odo around so we kind of had to fix that the the pam the pam helps um actually uh the residue we thought pieces were breaking off but um (laughs) actually all this time we didn't think that he pooped might not be a full accurate uh, thing. So, but we've cleared the Pam cleared that right up. Everything slides right off. It's it's great. I don't think he, he more leaks than poops. It's kind of an ooze, kind of yeah. like an osmotic kind of uh, like a slug. Kind of. <laughs> trail. He, he, like his entire epidural area is also where he excretes 
his his waist. Oh, that's a good word. Excrements. Yeah, it's he, that's why he. If you've ever actually touched it, I know you, he's crushing on you, and he would never say that. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. We said too much. Yeah. But Spilled he, the beans. If, if you touch him, he feels kind of moist. And real I moist. Why? Um, it's would, real actually, weird. You, you should probably just wash if you've touched anything that he's touched. And that's the second thing. Um, he's been most things or on most things <laughs> or on the space station. Just There's a good chance he has salmonella. Yeah. Just telling you. A good chance he is salmonella. <laughs> so. When's the last time you washed your Odo? It's been a while, right? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely got to wash that thing. Well, you can't just put him in, in, in the regular uh, – washer dryer unit that you have in your quarters you, you've got to take him down to the promenade to the uh the changeling mat the space dry cleaners you know you got to run him through the, the big one that you use for heavy quilts um and it god last time i washed him he got a little off balance and and the washer was and it just it's um i did notice dax leaning against the dryer mm-hmm. when, but she's a perv though to be yeah and tumble dry low for God's sake. Yeah, tumble dry low. <laughs> you don't want him to shrink. He's already five no. ten. He we he started out. He was six five. I mean, so <laughs> we we can't afford to to shrink much more. On you him. don't want to shrink your Odo. That is true. <laughs> Use fabric softener. Um, you you would prefer a fluffy Odo. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want static thing. Odo. No. There was a. Do you remember? Uh, what was it about three months ago when he was just stuck to the door there at, at, at Quarks and everybody who walked in got shocked? Just no, no, no fabric softener. It's your friend. Fabric softener, Odo. Yes, that's a great idea. <laughs> anyway, that was a good episode. That was. I mean, well, I'm gonna give not I'm gonna the give, one we watched. I'm gonna give that a six. <laughs> I, I, I give it a seven. Oh, wow. That's a lot. Yeah, it, it was one of my favorite episodes of the season. I'm going to agree. It's a six. All right. So, well, you that. know what? We'll talk to you next week, guys. <laughs> Thanks for wait, listening. Wait, wait, we, we didn't finish talking about uh, this episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Will and Grace in space or whatever. Yes. Will and Grace in space. <laughs> so I guess what happens is they get to this conference and they find the place has been blown to bits. Yep. Just destroyed, just wrecked to shit. Yep. And there's a, have done fucked it up. And there's a bird of prey just kind of lingering about. And the bird of prey kind of sees this lowly, terrible freighter and just doesn't care. Just no shits are given. Nope. Even after the lowly bullshit lame-ass freighter shoots at the Klingon vessel, just doesn't care. Yeah, here's how fucked up it is. Okay, so they turn around, like after they scan the, the freighter, they turn around with their shields off, like, like literally just turn their backs to <laughs> like, and do their own thing. But then to top it off, the freighter shoots them, right? Makes the boom. That's still like no boom. Didn't even, no shields didn't penetrate the hull. Nothing. Klingons turn around. It's like, oh, we're fucked. No, they fly past them. And not only do they fly past them, they fly past them like, hey, here's our most vulnerable spot. Let me just fly over. <laughs> what are you going to do about me, it? I'm going to show you my soft underbelly that you can't do shit about. Yep. 
because uh, you know uh, your boy is disgraced gold ducat's disgraced he's on this jip joint with these losers he's got no weapons his weapons don't work he's trying to train them and and there's nothing really to train there's no weapons they got pea shooters everywhere they're just kind of worthless yep this is kind of the worst job in cardassia which is why he has it yeah because he sucks right now everybody Mm -hmm. hates him and for most of the episode i felt like he was trying to like manufacture some sort of like emergency that he was gonna help save the ship from something that he set up like oh yeah you know like he was starting all this and Mm. just so that he could try to like save the day and get back to to power or something oh i think once the the episode progresses there's no doubt about that like he's trying to kind of get back in the goodwill of i think though it's not though that he set up the situation though Right, right. He's going to take advantage of it, but yeah. normally this would be something I think, and what Jenny I think was on the same track with, he would manufacture a situation. Like he went and paid off the Klingons and said, hey, come come fly by and shoot at us, start a little fight and let us kick your ass. You and know, I, yeah. But I, I, don't, I save the day. Yeah, but I, I think we, we learned pretty quick that that's not the case because right, the, right. the Klingons. But I, initially, that would be a, a very fair thought because I don't think he's trustworthy enough that you yeah. could let something like that pass. I do yeah. like the fact, though, that Norris is like, hey, man, listen, this is what we can do. We can just make do with what we got. You, got, you guys have been in living in the big house too long. You've been living it up, doing awesome stuff. We got to just go out and fight and just Mm -hmm. use what we got and blow some shit up. And Gold Dukat's like, what? This doesn't make any sense to my feeble brain. What are you talking about? And Kira just kind of, Kira lays it out This is why you lost. This is why the occupation failed and why the resistance was as successful as it was. She kind of gives him like a guerrilla tactics 101. She does a really good job with it. So much so that Gold Ducat's eyes are open and he's like, yeah, we could do all that stuff. And so they kind of jerry-rigged the ship. I think there should have been like an A-team level montage. Agreed. Agreed. And and then you've got uh, Damar, you know, know, welding something together in the cargo bay and it's missed opportunity. No, I complete. I couldn't agree with you more on that, Ben. That we needed a definitely like a ticket to the limit, limit kind of montage. The fact that we didn't get that, I don't want to say it lowers the score for the episode, but I, I, I'm not. I'm not so much angry as as I'm disappointed. I agree. Yeah, mm-hmm. but. Either way, they end up with a, a planet, a planetary size uh, disruptor in the cargo bay. And yeah, they basically just had to dump all the cargo. Which sounds kind of rad. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: he was getting all uh, antsy about dumping the cargo, but like ten minutes earlier, he was ready to let the whole ship get blown up. Yeah. Up <laughs> so it's like, dude, you you were going to lose all this anyway, along with your life. Yeah. Well, if he if he's dead, he doesn't have to worry about like who's going to get pissed off that the cargo's gone. It's true. Much like Han Solo, the first sign of trouble, dump your cargo. That's totally what he's going for. He's like, yeah. dude, he's not going to half-ass it. 
Yeah. <laughs> Can't do that. Made the DS9 run in 12 parsecs. No, I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't either. Uh, did you guys see Solo? Yeah. Yes. How was it? I loved it. I Yeah, I thought it was great. All right, I haven't seen I, it. I'm a big Han Solo fan. I know there's people out there hating, but um, there's also a lot of... Uh, I have a large ass that they can kiss, so pick your spot. Um, eat a dick. I, either way. Benjamin. It was basically a heist film, like in a it was almost a western yeah. but in the star wars universe right. yeah it's it's he's a smuggler and yeah. so he had them smuggler blues and God uh damn, that's awesome it's uh Politics I, yeah. contraband and that was the thing smuggler blues actually as they were flying into kessel that starts playing and then you know sunny crockett Whoa, don't up. say that ben because i'll stop this <laughs> podcast recording right now and run out and go watch this hey i suggest everybody who hasn't seen it go see it right now I, I, I got a feeling it's gonna, pause the podcast, run, see it, and then come back out to your car and thank me. It's got to be pretty good because all the fanboy nerds are really upset about it. I was kind of upset about it, mainly for the fact that like I just felt I didn't need more Han Solo stuff. I read the Han Solo books, uh, AC Christmas. I showed last week. Yeah, we talked about that last week. And, you know, I was ready for some Solo. He's my favorite character in the Star Wars universe. So, so, yeah, I mean, I think that that's a that's a pretty broad stroke you're giving everybody there, Ben. And I agree. But, like, I was content with my history of Han Solo. Like, I don't – I really didn't – I didn't feel like I needed to see where he came up from because I was good. Okay, then. But yeah. why, why does people got to hate on it? If it's not your thing, it's not your thing. But Yeah, but I didn't – I wasn't hating on it. I'm just telling you. Let me be the hypocrite of the week. And it's like, hey, as these actors get older, you recast them with younger actors mm-hmm. and tell the s- stories that we've always wanted to hear. So, they just kind of he, filled in a lot of the blanks. Like, you know, he would walk around and talk – bragging about himself and stuff. And so you get to see a little bit of, like, how he was – just a regular guy and like how he kind of built up to being the, the legendary Han Solo. See, that's I the think thing they could have done a little bit better about that. <laughs> but I, I think it would have been uh, one thing they could have done better is have him not be so Han Solo from the very beginning. Okay. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, because he popped out fully. He's like our, uh, like Aphrodite from, from the sea foam popped out fully formed. As, <laughs> as Han Solo. But that was just kind of like his attitude. Like he always had that cocky attitude from the mm-hmm. beginning and then, like, later on, you know, when we see him in the original trilogy, like, eventually he can back it up with, like, he can actually do shit. Whereas right. in this movie, he's just bragging on himself and he acts like he's the shit. And, yep. you know, he he does all right, <laughs> obviously, because he's still around. Yeah. But, uh... Well, if you're not a good smuggler, you're not going to be a smuggler long. Yeah. So he, right. he's earned being a smug smuggler. Yeah. But uh, so this is, I guess, about ten years before uh, the Battle of Yavin. Okay. So if you know, so ten by. All right. If anybody's counting that. Right. I think it was all worth it just for the uh, Lando scenes, if yeah. nothing else. Yeah. I heard he was good. I heard Woody Harrelson was good too. Yeah. Yeah, he really was. Um, like I kind of almost wanted to see, uh, like it kind of leads up to him going to um, work for Java at the end. Oh, okay, like, all right. Spoilers, in case you didn't figure it 
Who you know? knows? What's this um, Java you speak of? <laughs> he works at a coffee it's a shop? Kid, it's a kid's show. Yo, Java, Java, Java. Java the Hut. Exactly. They make coffee. Um, so I think I would have liked to see some stuff with like him doing, you know, some sort of like uh, runs for him or something. But That's he was off. I mean, there ain't gonna be I wouldn't scene. mind. I, yeah, I don't think there's gonna be one. I wouldn't mind though. Yeah, I, I wanted I wanted a solo trilogy. The Star to solo trilogy, the um, the Star Trek universe ain't got shit on Star Wars at this point. They're a bunch of ravenous maniacs. Yeah, we want to rebuild it. We we will We're raise gonna- the money and reshoot the entire. Look, even in my worst desperate throes <laughs> of hatred toward Jar Jar Trek, I had never once said, "Oh, I'll refilm that shit myself." <laughs> That's the dumbest thing in the whole wide world. I, I will buy the rights to the seven trillion billion dollar uh, franchise and refilm it my goddamn self. Yeah, what was that thing? The uh, we the fans of Star Wars. I That's just the demand the I blood. just read it. That's the dumb shit. I was watching the episode, and as I turned off the episode, that was the next thing that when I logged into Facebook to get uh, the link for tonight's show, and. Uh, I didn't have a chance to read it yet, so don't don't spoil it for me. I, so, I, I wanted I want to see white fanboy privilege in its fullest uh, expression. So that's I'm really annoying. Now that's something I don't need to see. Yeah, <laughs> let, let me explain uh, how uh, white fanboy privilege works, Jenny. You might not be able to understand it. <laughs> What's that? I can't hear you. I have uh-huh. tampons in my ears. <laughs> Do you know where tampons came from? Um, Your ears? Vagina? World War I. They were invented uh, as as bullet plugs. Are you actually mansplaining tampons right now? And uh, they worked so well at plugging those small round holes when the Germans would would shoot the Brits that uh, when some of the British soldiers came home, their uh, wives went, hey, what are these? Oh, you know what? Oh, I, I know what this I... in me snatch. Right, right. I'm putting this in my china. So we've got no problem with the pussy juice leaking all over the place. And that's... thus, modern no, science. that's not true. That is absolutely true. I'm on their Wikipedia page right now. I'm on the tampon Wikipedia page as we speak, okay. bro. Got nothing to do with World War II. One. What? World War One. The battle against the Huns. No. It said they were wearing them in the 15th century BCE. They used wool tampons. That's different, though. (laughs) Modern. Okay, now you're mansplaining tampons. You're totally doing it. That's what I'm here for. (laughs) That's my role in life. I'm going to stick this thing in your snatch. And, like, look, man, seriously. Seriously. You didn't invent these characters, Star Wars yeah, weirdo maniacs. Yeah, I, I just got to think: Do they have their own version of the uh, kilt guy? <laughs> yes, they do. They have tons of them, which is scary. Is, I mean, is is this a, a standard thing for them that they? Uh, the fuck is this? They have a whole like Twitter online community of kilt guys. And for the longest time, I thought rabid Star Trek fans were worse, but now I got to disagree. Nope. Star Wars fans t- took the lead on this one. Yeah, and I mean, I like... Just, good for you guys. And, like, to be honest with you, man, like, 
there hasn't been a really good Star Wars movie. If you want to be a dick about it. I liked me some Rogue One. I mean, Rogue One was fantastic, but I'm talking about like, okay, Star Wars rules, Empire rules, Jedi rules. The prequels are all kind of bad. They're garbage. Um, the new ones are not bad. The third, episode three, I think was the best of the prequels. But to be fair, that's paint, that's paint by numbers though. You just had to fill in the blanks. Yeah. You know, that's the, that's the easiest film to do because it's like, okay, well, what needs to happen? A, B, and C. Okay, great. I mean, right now, my ranking of, of Star Wars movies of all time goes Empire Strikes Back, Rogue One. And then I would have to think about as I went down. Okay, because like... I don't think Jedi was, was all that great. I love Jedi. I mean, it was good. I mean, it was definitely better than all the prequels combined. But I, I think I would put a new hope above that just for the magic that it brought into my life. The magic. Not fucking midichlorians. The magic um, in my mouth. But you know what? I didn't burn tires when they uh, came out with midichlorians. <laughs> I said it was stupid, but I also didn't start a Kickstarter to refilm the bitch. Well, you, here's some uh, some female splaining or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, I'd heard that George Lucas actually planned for midichlorians to be part of the story like the entire time. It's just that because he didn't write the the screenplays and stuff originally, he didn't have as much creative control. It it, it just never got put into the, yeah. the movie. To take this so, back, well, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say. So when they finally put it into the prequels, when he f- had full control and he made those flaming pieces of garbage, <laughs> you know, oh, now I can do whatever I want. Here's those midichlorians, and everybody's like, "Where the fuck did this come from?" It was there all along. He just, you know. Just got ignored. Now, the two new movies, like, I enjoyed Last Jedi more than I liked Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Because Force Awakens was just new Star Wars. It was just new, new hope. It was a new, new hope. Yeah. Where Force, or where The Last Jedi kind of takes the the star Wars kind of mythos and just kind of turns it on its head because like, yeah. no, it's not the, like the scene in the elevator. I, I can't believe we're doing this on a star Trek podcast. People are going to be furious, but we'll get back to it <laughs> on the elevator. The scene in the elevator with the two of them together was magical because it just threw everything out the window. Like the idea of like, who were your parents? Who were Ray's parents? It's gotta be Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh my God, it's gotta be. And like, Snoke has gotta be this dude. Oh, it's good. All that shit to me, I don't want to sound like a like an elitist, but it was just kind of dull because it had all been done before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the fact that like, uh, Rain Johnson was just like, yeah, fuck all that. The, the force is everyone's. I thought that was really kind of yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. You know, as... She she comes from a nobody family. Her parents didn't, you know, leave her behind for some great quest. They yeah. sold her at, to as a slave for beer money. Yeah, I mean that that was gas and beer money. Let's get out of here. Keep the kid. I love the idea of it just being like the forces because they always talked about the forces everywhere. It controls everything. Yada yada yada. Yeah, but it was a thing. It, yeah, it flows through but it was very much specified to like this bloodline of people. So the fact that it was just kind of like, yeah, everybody can, everybody has some kind of 
manipulation and it's just some people are stronger than I thought that was brilliant. Like I really mm-hmm. enjoyed it. You know, as for like, the prequels and, and Lucas being a complete charge, I, I think, and this is where I bring it back to Star Trek. Um, I'm currently reading uh, the Fifty uh, Year Mission, Volume One for oh. uh, Star Trek: oh. The Unauthorized History of. Ooh, that Star sounds Trek. awesome! It's uh, I've got the audiobook, and I'm lo- one of our listeners and I were talking about the uh, who, who was I arguing with about the, uh, everybody Babylon <laughs> Five. It was everybody. It was, it was Justin, wasn't Justin. it? Justin, Justin, yeah, Justin Minor. Yeah, so hey, Justin. Yeah, I was already reading. I'd gotten it, and I've just gotten to the parts where he he was talking about online, where basically, you know, Gene Roddenberry is a flaming garbage person, and you know, and this is hard for me as somebody who's worshipped at you know at the altar of Roddenberry for most of my life, but as much as I think Rod Roddenberry is a garbage human being <laughs> who's just capitalizing on uh, his father's creation. Uh huh. It was like he had no interest in this. He had no interest in the fans. But then suddenly it's like, oh, wait, there's money in this? You know, I've always wanted to connect to my father. Through <laughs> yeah, bitch, I'll connect to my father through a show if it's got the money behind it. Now, is this the book right here? Hold on, I got to put glasses back on now. Jesus. Star Trek, complete unauthorized history. I don't know. No, no. Um, this on. isn't it. That is not it. Oh, 50 year missing. Is this one it right here? That is it. The one with the big 50 on it. All right, I'll get, I, I would, yeah. I love to read stuff like that. Did you, now, is, is that a multi-volume? Cause mine is like the audio book is volume one and volume two. Yeah. This is the first 25 years. Yeah. Um, and um, I'm three quarters of the way through. We've just got to the motion picture and just the chaos and like the, the, the steady consensus that everybody besides Roddenberry is saying uh-huh. is he comes up with great stories, but he can't write for shit. Okay. Like he's a great story guy. He, you know, there's a planet, there's monkeys and they've actually not a different planet. And that great gene, let somebody else write it now. Yeah. 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 But he couldn't do it. And so like the, the section I'm in now, uh, they hired, uh, Livingston to write the script. Okay. And, and uh, Robert Wise is uh, the director, right? And then you've got the the Katzenberger, or whatever, is in in over in Europe or whatever, and he's like executive production in the studio and everything. So Livingston was supposed to, he runs his script past Ro, uh, Robert Wise, the director, and he's like, "Yep, that's that's those you know great." Then they're going to like put it in the envelope and curry it over to Europe for the, you know, the studio guys to read, right? The mm-hmm. studio guys call Livingston like, this is hot garbage. What, what the fuck are you getting? <laughs> He's like, what are you talking about? And Robert Wise is like, no, the script is great. And they're like, what? No, what happens is Roddenberry's secretary intercepted the packet. And rewrote it. Switched it out with Gene's script. <laughs> And send it up. The dude, the writer, like quit three times, and at one point they hired him for like ten thousand a week just to sit on his ass until they could get Gene under control. Huh. I mean, it's just just this crazy stuff that I'm I'm, I'm getting for the first do your, time. And do yourself a favor and read the Secret History of Marvel Comics. You'll like that one too. Does this go into uh, one of my the, my favorite things is Kirby and Stan Lee, where. Stan would tell Kirby, hey, make me three panels with a Fantastic Four doing this, standing here, a car blowing up. And then he would be writing 
another episode. And then when Kirby would come back with the panels drawn with just places for the words, that's when Stan would actually come up with the dialogue. Yeah, the it's it's really interesting. Like the stuff about like the Marvel 70s stuff where like they just eat LSD and like wander around Harlem like writing Doctor Strange stories is pretty funny. I mean, if you've read Doctor Strange though, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. It's yeah. Really, How else would you write it? Yeah. Do yourself a favor and pick that up. Pick up the secret history of the Marvel uh, of Marvel Comics. It's really good. But uh, but anyway, you know what else is really good? Return to Grace as we return back to this episode. <laughs> so so Kira kind of teaches Gold Ducat the art, the artistry, if you will, you understand, of guerrilla warfare. Yeah. And he gets a huge space boner off of this because he's all creeping oh, yeah. like a presto because he's a weirdo. Mm. Oh, yeah. Then he starts Then he starts bad-mouthing Kira's man to him. And the one thing I will say about Gold Ducat is I like the fact that he brings up what we brought up last week on the episode where Gold Ducat's like, so first it was this guy and now it's this guy. You really like a man in power, eh, Narice? <laughs> it's like, damn, dude. <laughs> you know, I'm going to get back to power someday. <laughs> Essentially, yes. I think when... most women who've seen this episode can probably relate to this on-screen relationship where it's like she's trying to just be nice and be professional or maybe even be somewhat friendly because you're... they have to get along. She's doing her job. Yeah. And you're just like, could you just fucking not? Yeah, could just you? put... Please, just please put your dick away. Like, you know, please just stop. My my father was drugged into the street and shot and killed in front of me. If you could, you know, buy people under your okay, I can't so relate you, to that part of it. Yeah. So if you could just <laughs> stop hitting on me, because I will never like the people who murdered millions of my yeah, God. Like he's people. He thinks he's so like suave and debonair, and like she's gonna fall for this. But but Jordan Schicks loved me. I mean, during the occupation. Every woman I said come have sli- you know sex with me <laughs> did. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why they were beaten beforehand, but they showed up in my quarters. So yeah. why, you know, obviously uh, I'm attractive, right? Yeah, he's such a douche. Like he's just, it's so unlikable to watch, but at the same time too, it's almost you can't turn away from it because mm-hmm. the actor. Uh, Mark Alameno or whatever his name is. It just plays the part yeah. so, so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's slimy, but at the same time, like the actor portrays him with such natural charisma that like, and it's actually really well written also. Yeah. So he's he's really like one of my favorite characters on the entire show just because he's just, he, he's he's so complex for for like a bad guy because or at least the way they portray him is kind of complex mm-hmm. you know because like you kind of have to find yourself watching gold ducat and like dialing back your own enthusiasm for yes. the character because again he's totally being like creepy and shitty and terrible but like it's so much fun to watch him do it because the actor portraying him is doing it with such like pizzazz and class and he's mm-hmm. so good if that makes sense yeah yeah completely no it's just like with uh you know kai win i mean she yeah and that actress is so good i mean this is like a, a her her typecast yeah 
all the way from, you know, the nurse and one flew over the, the cuckoo's nest through, you know, everything that I've ever seen her in. I just automatically hate the character. She does so well at, at creating such a piece of evil that you just, you hate her. And unlike with Will Wheaton, where I actually hate the, per, the actor and the character <laughs> with her, I, I, I've, I've, she's one of the few actresses that I sent a letter and was just like, Oh my God, you're, you know, are, are so awesome. So great. Yeah, it's, I think, I think deep space nine does a really wonderful job casting the fringe characters on mm-hmm. the show. Like, you know, like gold Ducat, like Garrick, like Quark, like, Odo, like they're granted the last two are main characters, but the actors and the people involved, they're just so great at what they're doing. Yeah. You know, like they're so good at, at, at the gray area. And maybe it's just because we're starving for that as Star Trek fans, because for so long, it's just been Federation, Federation, Federation. This is the, the behavior that the Federation portrays. And they're all kind of vanilla one beat characters where you get these other guys that are, there are like real areas of gray. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh no, I mean just another reason why people should give DS9 a chance if they haven't been watching. I agree. Yeah. I've been trying to get people to, to check it out. Like cause so many people just kind of skipped right over it. Mm-hmm. Um, and people that, like star trek but just we're like oh you know i went to voyager and it wasn't that good i'm like go watch ds9 yeah do give that. it a try you're dumb <laughs> <laughs> get my bags the problem is like i have to try to tell people like it's not something where i say like you know you have to get past the first season or something like that because for me personally i hate when somebody tells me watch an entire season before something gets good because now mm-hmm. i have to waste 22 hours of my life watching garbage the first season is the first season fucking sucks but by the time you get to like season five it's great like nah son nah but ds9 is pretty much good from the beginning like the first i will admit the first episode i was like i don't know i don't know what ben was talking about with this being like the best star trek and all this stuff like jenny jenny what is time jenny what is what is now jenny what is shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> i will say they have a couple hiccups along the way mm-hmm. yeah in that first season but i mean they get their sea legs quick unlike you know people talk about tng where it's like yo yeah you got to get to third season it's like mm-hmm. bitch i gotta watch i gotta watch 40 episodes of a show before it starts getting good uh, well actually it's closer to like toward the end so probably more like 50 <laughs> I think you could probably like come up with like a essential TNG list and say like watch these like 30 episodes or something yeah. and you're good like you get a solid you know season and a half of TNG or something mm-hmm. because the they don't really have as much of a continuous story arc like if you you miss a couple episodes here and there's, there's so many standalones or whatever you can do that I don't think you can do that with DS9. That's the one thing that I don't really care for with um, um, Enterprise. Because I was watching Enterprise when it was on TV on Heroes and Icons. And I was watching some of the later seasons. 
and they have 22, 24 episode arcs. And it's like, if you miss two episodes, you're kind of fucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, and to be fair, the episodes that I were watching, they weren't that wonderful. Like, I think, I think Enterprise kind of started strong and then stumbled. Well, I mean, if (sighs) Ben's in deep thought, Ben, (laughs) it's just like, you know, Paramount killed a baby uh, because of Enterprise. So, you know, that's that's that. (laughs) Manny Cotto uh, coming in when he did uh, and trying to get Enterprise back on track was definitely too little too late in fourth season but if he had been running the show from the beginning i think we would have had a different direction because the first thing he did was get rid of the whole time war and all that bullshit Mm -hmm. and that's the big distraction and the big crap fest for me uh during the first couple of seasons of enterprise was that it, it wasn't star trek and i get it you know like the what we were saying about solo where i my one complaint is that he was Han Solo fully formed from the beginning. They kind of didn't do that with Enterprise. So I guess I shouldn't complain about it, but there were some it's apples and oranges. Yes. There was some continuity shit, but it, it, but if you pay attention, you see how we start the path to get to original series. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, and then people who like me complained about discovery, but then ended up loving discovery. I think, yeah. I need to go back and rewatch Enterprise with that same lens now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe of... you'll like it better the second time through. Yeah. I mean, I I loved uh, a lot of the Pulaski stuff uh, when we watched the second season. Of yeah, Tales. so did I. Like, I mm-hmm. thought Pulaski was great. And originally, that was something I did not like. So she was I like, yeah, because she again, I agree, Jenny. She kind of threw a. a uh, a wrench in the in the works there because she wasn't very much like well yes this is wonderful and that guy's a fucking robot and I'm cool with that and this dude I, you know, she- I think she was very they tried to make her very McCoy like mm-hmm. and she totally was able to pull that off oh yes you said that basically used a lot of scripts where it was supposed to be like the rebooted yeah Star Trek uh, Phase Two US cast yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, she basically had McCoy lines, so yeah. it makes sense. I think she I, did a great job. Yeah, and I like that she was she was such a different voice in that cast where, like, the TNG cast, like, they're all kind of, like, um, I don't know. They're, like, we always talk about them being kind of, like, diplomats and, like, they're always doing diplomatic missions and stuff. And that's kind of the vibe that you get from from the characters on that show. Like, they're all just kind of, like... Yeah. They're on the cruise. Yeah, they're you know? like, oh, hey, here's a situation. How do, let, let's talk to them. Have we, oh, maybe we should talk about their feelings. And then Pulaski right. comes in and is like, have you tried shoving a grenade up somebody's ass? Maybe that. <laughs> exactly. Here comes a sassy old bra to tell him, tell him what's what. Try, try slapping him upside the head for an answer. See if that works. <laughs> yeah. Let's blow some shit up. <laughs> I'm going to go bang Riker's dad again. But yeah, somebody I'll see wake you. me up when it's over. Yeah, I'll see you dicks later. I'm going to go get my fuck on. Peace, I'm out. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Drop the hypo spray. Yeah, buddy. So, um... So, yeah. Yep. So, they get uh, the, the freighter. They get it all wired for sound. And then they chase down the uh, Klingon bird of prey 
Of course, it's going to do the same thing where it's like, oh, it's the freighter again. But this time they're uh, sending off a signal. So it's like, oh, it makes it look like if they scan us, we've got a full load of uh, dilithium, refined dilithium crystals. So then the Klingons are like, oh, hey, bitches, uh, we're going to take your cargo. Oh, hey, bitches. Here's a tractor beam. Boop. And uh, that's when they were like, okay, open up them doors and uh, give them some tickling on that soft underbelly. Let's blow that shit up. And so they uh, got a couple of good shots in, but then the Klingon surprisingly shot back. What? Huh? And uh, then Kira pulls the uh, Kirk trick from Star Trek Three, beams over and switches the crew's places. Very sneaky of her. Very smart. Very sneaky. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like, oh, I wish I could see that Klingon's face. And Dukat's like, yeah, well, he ain't got no face. And blows him up. That's exactly kind of what it sounded like. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he's like, hey, I'm going to be doing so good. Get the president on the phone. I'm president of all the Cardassian leg, legged peoples and lizard necks. I'm going to talk to them all. Cause I'm important again. And she, and he did, and he was fired up. He's like, dude, th- this is my way back in. Everything's going to work out. I'm so great. I, I got this ship. Kira finds a bunch of like Intel for the, the Klingon battle plans and uh, places they're going to attack. And he's this just is a major win for him. He's high on the hog. He's like, baby, I'm back. I'm gonna go back in. I'm gonna take my office back. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man. I'm gonna do all the stuff that I want to do. No, 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 no. Oops. He's very bummed out because he realizes that the Cardassians at this point are just a broken, beaten bunch of losers. Bunch of pussies. Yep. They want a diplomatic, situ- uh, diplomatic, I guess, uh, um, a situation or a solution to this. And so he's bummed out. He's like, look, man, we're a bunch of fucking sissy Marys now. We got to go blow some shit up and I'm going to do it. So he gets all gorilla. He becomes like the Cardassian Che Guevara. <laughs> and he's just, <laughs> you know. Can we make t-shirts with a picture of uh, Galdi Yes. Just do it. with a black print. <laughs> <laughs> do it, Jenny. Do it. You did it before, Jenny. Do it again. I, I think would... that's our that's our merchandise for, for DS9. DS9. I would love to see like a... A Che Guevara uh, gold Dukat no, shirt. That would do, be amazing. Do the Shea shirts have like the word Shea under No, them it's just his face. It's just a picture. picture. Okay. Now, can you get Dukat with a beret? I can Photoshop it on. They're going to work. I think if we do that and then the bone shirt that we talked about doing <laughs> for bone. disco, bone, that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I would love to see the Shea Guevara gold <laughs> <laughs> nailed it in one jenny that's <laughs> that's what he's gonna oh that's the life that he's gonna lead now he's like look man i'm gonna do all this stuff and um yeah so he's he gives kira the big speech and kira's like nah son nah and then he runs into kira's i guess he runs into gold ducat's bastard child and she's all like hey man check out the cool knife trick i can do with my vagina and it's like, what? You're not supposed to put that in there, you dummy. You don't know shit about fighting. That's not a pocket. <laughs> it's a flesh pocket for penises. <laughs> you put a penis in there. Well, I like how she just kicks her ass. So she's like, look at this cool trick I can do. Oh, what? What's your cool trick? Getting your ass kicked? Yeah, dying. That is cool. 
You you have mastered the art of uh, getting your ass kicked by a Bajoran. Yeah. Getting thrown to the ground. Congratulations. But Kira really likes her. Uh, whatever. It's the same way I killed your mother when I found out she was a traitor. Whoa. How do you pronounce her name? Um, Zial. Zial. Mm-hmm. Kira really likes Zial, and like there's a there's a real kinship here. Yep. And then so Kira, when they get back to DS9, Kira's like, nah, son, I'm not going with you, but give me your daughter. And she makes a good case for it. It's like, yeah. you know, she's not gonna be welcome there. She's not gonna be welcome on Bajor. So uh-huh. DS9 is the place for all misfits. We're and in the island of misfit toys. Essentially the island of mis- misfit Trek. And- <laughs> And Kira kind of tells her, like, look, man, she reminds me of me. And, like, I don't want another person to have to go through that. Aw. Which is kind and sweet. Mm-hmm. And then Gold Ducat agrees. And then he gets all creepy rapey on her again. Like, I think this is the best boner I've ever had. Yeah. And that's the end of the episode. It's amazing how he does something great. Like, okay, I'll let my daughter go. That's cool. Like, I thought he was going to fight for that, you know. But so I was like, okay, maybe maybe he's not such a bad guy after all. No, and then he creeps on Kira right after. Yeah, like, you've made me the happiest man in the world and make my life worth living. I'm so hard right now. Touch my butt. Like a roll of quarters in my pants. Would you like to feel them? Would you like to touch them? It has the little <laughs> the little lizard ridges down the <laughs> down the side that's what i was gonna say too ben great minds think alike bro and that's the episode now i've seen the uh, fanfic uh pictures it's, oh my god oh fanfic you say yes there is the gold erotica out there ah. they do love him i am not surprised are you you're googling it right now aren't you Jim? no I, i'm i haven't typed in i haven't hit enter yet like oh, I hit hit enter <laughs> do it, JD. Do it. Okay, I'm doing it. You know, you going are. right to Google Images. Click. I'm feeling. You lucky. know what? I'm. I'm disappointed. I am feeling lucky. I didn't see anything horrible in the images right away, no, so a- I'm gonna have to like probably read something. Yeah, who wants to read? Oh, no. That's stupid. I'll I'll share my Dropbox with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now I'm just really creeped out. Cool. <laughs> Wonderful. He he he's like a ruffle. He has riches. Just completely creeped out. So yeah, that like right away I just find find some uh Goldicott Kiranaris. Yeah, but that doesn't seem awesome because she hates him, and I don't think I'd want to partake in that because I know how much she hates him. Kira Norris makes a decision to join Dukat in his fight against the Klingons. That Is would it never happen. Her passion for fighting, her soldier's instincts drawing her to his path. That or would never happen. Something else. Something like, with the enticing charms of a certain blue-eyed Cardassian. All right, so check this out. All right, this is going to sound weird, okay? But I fully believe that O'Brien and Julian would totally fuck one another. Like, I believe that more than Kira Norris being romantically involved with Gal Dukat. It's never, that's not going to happen. There's no way that's going to happen. See, I think it's... In my fan I, I fiction, in if, my brain, never. Never I in a think million if, years. If DS9 was in a different time, in a different place, it would be the Garrick-Bashir hookup. 
I can see that too, though. Like, I'm down with that too. Like, yeah, I think, I think Brazier's having gay sex all over the station with all kinds see, of hot guys. Bashir and, and O'Brien, as much as I would like that to be a power couple, um, I'm thinking it's more that they are like girlfriends. No, they're, they're, they're having they're sex. Not to get, no. They are. But I just, uh, no, I think it's uh, Garrick and uh, Julian. I, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I can kind of see the Ducat Kira Narice thing, just because uh, it's possible no. that she's the type of woman who wants to try to wants to try to help him. She nope. wants to try to fix. No, him. I can't. I can't see Jenny. I personally, uh, I'm insulted that you would even say that. Wow, we're gonna fight. I'm just kidding. I just, I, in my, in my head canon, I don't see that happening. Like there's no way in a million years. Uh, women do stupid shit sometimes. That's no, I'm not. I'm <laughs> I was like, where did that come <laughs> Kira, why would you love me? I just can't see it happening. It just seems so cute. I mean, yeah. Kira Narice fucking hates his guts yeah i mean there, yeah. there's a level of when you watch your parents killed it changes you in magic. like i'm not gonna say that they're gonna like hook up on this mission while they're going like if they were actually doing the thing that they were supposed to do they were not gonna hook up in the course of this show but like if certain things happen i could see it you know i mean if, if, the, if the occupation didn't happen and he wasn't a space nazi Sure. No, maybe no, even, even now like if they mm. if they get stranded or something like no. that through the wormhole it could be like a stockholm syndrome kind of thing you know i don't know i think that would have happened already and i think we even saw an episode where he made advances on her and she's like nah son i'm good remember that episode where they went back in time and like that's when she killed that dude um Remember where we saw like Kira on the station and Odo was in back in time or something? Do you guys remember this? Am I completely making this no, up? No, has that happened already? I think it has, or maybe it didn't. Was a, just... I, there wasn't a time trial. I thought that was a uh, a flashback. Yeah, there was the murder on the station. Yeah, I don't. Have we watched that episode yet? I don't recall seeing it on um, this watch. I, remember, I remember seeing it. I remember I, just, wa- I remember watching it, but maybe I'm getting my 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 advanced watch and my past watch confused. But remember, because that's where we talked about Kira's a murderer. That's oh, where that, that whole that? joke comes from. I think I actually ended up skipping that episode for whatever was reason. Was I out that week too? Because I remember the episode, I just don't remember it on. Dorothy. That's where the that's where the joke comes from. That she murdered somebody. All right. I mean, I, I you know, we discussed that, but I just don't remember seeing the the entire episode. So I, I feel you, son. I I, I believe you with all of these things. I know you do, and I'm I'm just trying to think figure it out for my own brain, if that makes sense. Was it this necessary, necessary evil? evil? Yeah, Quark is shot. Odo reopens a five-year-old murder case of... Uh, Whoa, look at that. <laughs> Gold Dukat takes Miami. <laughs> See, the Patreon. I'm going to go back and watch this episode. Because this actually sounds fantastic. It was a good episode. 
Why are you showing me this stuff, Ben? I don't want to see any of this stuff. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's it's for the Patreons. They, uh, it's it's it's. All, I have no interest in this stuff myself. I'm just trying to 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 yeah. build our audience, and the Patreons will. Uh, they they want to see. Uh, the episode is necessary evil. That's what it is. Yeah, because at the end, Kira comes to Odo in his office and asks how he knew. So yeah, Kira done killed that dude. So, yep, that's did, it. Hey, did she straight up murder a guy in this yeah. episode? Yeah, she just straight up yeah. killed his ass. Like he just like electrocuted and vanished? Yeah. Okay, so can I just, after some scrolling because of Ginny's failure to uh, find any good nudity for uh, Ducat fan art on Tumblr. Yeah. I didn't try that hard. Mona? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a little, because I'm a little disappointed right now because I have also been looking and uh it's just like really this is this is kind of depressing that i expected better I, I had i had to double check to make sure my uh safe search was off uh, well so it's wrong. another night i guess i another sad night another though. sad night without gold ducat wiener <laughs> what, what are we to do but there there is some uh low, yeah there there's your uh the Bashir uh, Garrick fans are, are in full force, though. So yeah, I'm down with that. I like I said, I believe that more than I believe Gold Ducat. Like I think that's a good poll question. Who's a more likely couple, uh, Garrick and and Julian, or Gold Ducat and Kira? I mean, if you're gonna phrase it that way, like I can definitely see it like that. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's fucking hot. I've got the, the biggest boner right now. Like That's, I can, I can see him in Bashir before him in uh, Kira, but I'm just saying that I think that it's possible. All right, it's possible. I just, I, I could never ship uh, Nerys and uh, Goldicott. It's, it's, it would never happen in my mind. It would never happen in my mind. No, I just the, the, I, I I attached too early on in a DS9's run the whole uh, Nazi thing. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I, maybe I bring too much garbage you know, baggage with me. But I, that whole oppressed and oppressor. Thing, yeah, it, regardless if it's Jews and Nazis, if it's you know whoever, throughout the ages, it's. You just, it's its really hard to cross that line. I feel you. No, man, I, I'm with you on that. But now, Garrick and Bashir, sure. All right. All right. Julian and uh, Miles. All day. I i could see that, yeah. Get it, boy. <laughs> but, uh, so did, did we rate the episode yet? Did we do that? No. All right. So, Jenny, we'll start with you. What is your rating for a return to Grace? Um... You know, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna give it an eight. Whoa! I really liked it. I really right. liked it. Because I mean, like, so they're they're two of my favorite characters. All right. I like them individually. I like their interactions, and then you get Klingons, and they're coming in fucking shit up. So, right. it would have. It might have been higher if you know that we had had that montage scene, but yeah, yeah. they took it to the limit. Limit. Yeah, yeah. That, that's. I'm holding back because of that. I, bet I actually thought say. about taking a half a point off. <laughs> that, that's actually where I, I was. Uh, I, I was 
bouncing between seven and seven point five. Um, I, I think I'm going to go ahead and take that half point off and uh, All right. seven. All right, I'm going to say seven. That montage would have kept, would have blew it away. I'm going to agree with Ben. I'm going to say seven. I really enjoyed this episode. Like, it was it was good. And I and I like where this is taking Gold Ducat's character, constantly changing, constantly evolving, constantly doing new things. You know, so I, I'm excited about you know Shay Ducat. <laughs> I kind of feel like I need to do a Akira also. Just, you know, like maybe you choose your side. Like yeah. Which, which one do you like better? I'm cool with that. So. All right. Well, there you go, everybody. That is the episode. Thank you again for listening. Um, we really appreciate all of your uh, all of your support throughout the years. The, the 30 years we've been doing this podcast, it feels like. This yeah. is actually about our seven-year anniversary, isn't it? Because it was late June. Yeah, next week's episode will be our anniversary episode. If you want to, we could record it together in person, but that would be <gasps> that would be amazing. We could do it. We could do an anniversary episode together. I'll bring the Earl Grey tea. If we can get Dennis, if we could get Dennis over to the South Side twice in a week. Oh my goodness! That'd be. Tough. Oh wait, though. No, uh, what is that Wednesday? Is that Fourth of July? It was Wednesday, Fourth of July. Well, we I- could think it, it is. is we can okay. watch fireworks from my balcony if we wanted to but my kids i'm gonna have to do stuff with my kids and my yeah, family that's what i was thinking um we but do- we could always i mean hey man if we get tired of playing star trek we could always just record mm-hmm. yeah if you guys want to come over early enough i yeah. will have uh hors d'oeuvres and uh video cameras I, I told stephanie i was like man i'm really excited she said when are you playing i said saturday she's like that's your first day there that's what you're gonna do in virginia beach as soon as you get there is like yeah it's gonna yeah. be awesome. <laughs> so I mean, I guess you know, guys. Jenny definitely knows this, but my number two, no, the number one twin, um, had basically heard us talk about RPGs and then went on YouTube and watched all of the uh, RPG discussion videos. You were saying that, and so now, uh, so this Saturday we're going to be playing Star Trek with you know the Dork Trek crew. The following Saturday, I have to start a campaign with D&D with uh, the boys because they, they want to start uh, playing D&D. What edition are you playing? Uh, we're going with fourth edition. Okay. Because uh, I was able to borrow those books from uh, Commander Zell. All right. <laughs> so free is always better. And yes. then I found a, somebody had uh, data dumped, like a huge uh, bunch of the campaigns and stuff. That's awesome. Out. So I'm, I'm looking to do something simple. Yeah, to you know, because that this is their first time out, and this will be my first time. I, I tried to explain, it's like, look, I haven't really done Dungeons and Dragons since the era of Stranger Things. <laughs> Those kids playing are ex- like my age in that that year. I, yeah. you know, that totally correlates with with my childhood, except for the whole, you know, girl with superpowers because I never talked to a girl until I was at least. 26 so <laughs> um other than that though spot on spot on spot yeah. on but hey man i think it would be cool like that'll be fun i we're yeah. playing with the kids here and uh they're digging it a, a little bit i think my daughter thinks it's it's boring sometimes but when we play i think she gets into it it's hard to get her to play but yeah. once we're playing she digs it that's the youngest is doing the i'm too cool for this thing yeah but at the same time he like 
spoke up a few times whenever we were talking about it. And he's like, well, you could always, you know, and so he had input <laughs> that he, you know, I'm not playing, but if, if I were going to play, you know, this is what I, I would do. I yeah. would have hid my gloves better. That's funny. Well, awesome. Yeah. Well, good, good, good. All right. Well, that's the episode. Um, maybe we'll try to figure something out again for, uh, for our anniversary. That'll be really awesome. Nice. So there you go, guys. Thank you for listening. And we'll talk to you next week.